Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 4th of March. And as always, with all the information contained in this briefing session, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can pause the slideshow here and read that disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and there you can sign up for a free two-week trial as well if you're not yet a member. All right, well, we are showing a weaker start to the session today, but we'll see how that one pans out. We had the Dow Jones down 97 points or 0.029%, 33,795. The Nasdaq down 1.56%, 214 points. 13,538. And the S&P 500 fell 0.5 of a percent. 23 points. In the middle for diddle, we're back to the middle for diddleness at 43.63. Spy futures are showing a loss of 58 points. It will be a nervous day today. Of course, we have, it is Friday, so uh, no marks for being a hero today. The VIX index was down 0.33 of a percent to 31. In the Dow, it was a pretty volatile session, to be honest. It had a low of down 250 and a high of up 288. So we did have a lot of toing and froing uh, from the US markets. Couldn't really make up their minds as to whether things were good or whether things were bad. Uh, we do get some job numbers as well tomorrow uh, from the US market. So that will be important as well. But of course, the major event at the moment, the main attraction is the oil price and other commodity prices. We saw Brent crude hit highs and then come off down at $2.47, 2.19% at $110.46. We saw WTI falling a similar kind of amount, $2.93 or 2.65% to $107.67. But we did see at one stage Brent hit nearly $120 before it came off. Gold was slightly better, up 0.7%, $13.60 to 1935.9. Iron ore, though, had a really stonkingly good time in Singapore and Dalian futures yesterday. It was up 5.5%, 8 bucks to 153 even, and the Aussie dollar up above 73 at 73.26. Other commodities, so stand by for some of these. Copper up 1.7%, nickel was up 5.3%, aluminium up 4.8%, zinc up 2.2%, lead up 0.4%, tin, tin up 1.3%. We saw uh, wheat up 21.8%. That is inflation there in your bread, just there, 22% nearly. Sugar was up 1.5%, corn up 1.6%. As well, so uh, certainly things uh, looking very, very elevated in those soft commodities as well as hard commodities too. In uh, mining stocks, we saw BHP up 1.4 percent, Rio up 0.55 percent. So nothing very exciting there. Freeport up 1.9, Alcoa up 0.4, Tech up 1.7, Anglo up one, Glencore up 5.3, Vale up 1.9, and Albemarle down two and a half percent. So nothing very exciting in the commodity stocks, but certainly some excitement in commodity prices. 
The S&P 500, there you have it. Uh, after a, a fall, it rose and then fell away towards the close, although closing at least off its lows, but a pretty volatile session for the US market as it really couldn't make up its mind. Trying to digest Federal Reserve Chief Powell's comments, trying to digest what is happening in Ukraine and what is happening on commodities and inflation going forward. That is certainly a concern. US stocks, for instance, we had Apple down 0.2, Meta uh, down 2.5, Google down 0.5, Microsoft down 1.4, Amazon 2.7% down, Tesla down 46 uh, U.S. banks as well eased. We saw Citigroup down 3.26. They've owned up to big uh, Russian exposures and hardly surprising. Goodman down, uh, Goldman rather down 0.9. Bank of America 1% down. Block, the artist formerly known as Square. They were just a boy giving it all away. Down 8% today or last night anyway in the U.S. So uh, not good sign for our technology sector as it is led to some extent by the sentiment that we see in square block or afterpay or whatever you want to call it. Major stories on the wires yesterday and this morning. Tech stocks lead the stocks lower. Oil is halting that surge. But JP Morgan says $185 US oil is in view. Well, I don't know if it's in view. It's still uh, $65 away. But uh, if Russia supply problems continue, that is certainly possible. And we have seen the wildest swing since 2008. Uh, Benchmarks top $115. And more than 8% of global supplies have been disrupted as companies and countries shun Russian oil. Uh, 60% of Russian oil at the moment is struggling to find buyers. And it looks like... uh, Even Iran is urging Russia to start negotiating. Federal Chair Powell says appropriate to raise rates in March. Duh. UK war adding uncertainty. Well, we've seen that uh, from him in the last few days. And the the New York Fed monitoring money market stress as the Fed unwinds its balance sheet. And the Bank of Japan says CPI could approach 2% as geopolitical risks push up energy costs. Well, Japan is a major importer of energy, a major importer of oil, so that is going to hurt. ECB Centeno says risk of stagflation increasing due to the Ukraine war. And the ECB's chief economist, Lane, says the bank will do whatever's necessary to support continents rebound from pandemic. Commodity markets are in a record backwardation. And backwardation is where the spot prices are massively elevated compared to longer dated futures contract. That is uh, implying a supply issue and a short term spike and the long term rates for commodities not quite so um, wildly up at the moment. But certainly that backwardation is pointing to that, uh, that spike short term at least on supply problems coming out of Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine, a big supplier of wheat to the world. Corporate insider share purchases, buybacks, both depressed amid market uncertainty. And the Chinese banking regulator cautions against dramatic real estate correction. I think we could all caution against that one. What to expect today? Well, our market, we're showing down 58 points. Of course, there is going to be some caution. Not only do we have US numbers out tonight, but we also have two days of potential escalation or de-escalation of the Ukraine conflict. So that is something the market will be very concerned about. But commodity prices were good, but uh, we didn't see that move ahead 
in commodity stocks. So we may see a little bit of profit taking in some of those coal stocks, especially as we saw the coal price down 33%. That Newcastle coal price has been absolutely wild as uh, buyers are struggling to fulfill contracts. I did uh, suggest yesterday that Whitehaven might be seeing a little bit of rain disruption to their um, production coming out of Mulls Creek, which is up near Gunnedah. I checked the weather forecast and I had a man on the spot telling me that it all had been dry and well up at Gunnedah, but certainly uh, it's not easy getting through in terms of uh, the trains and trucks uh, to uh, get the coal to port. So uh, that is something to bear in mind. But at the moment, the market very much focused on pricing and we will see that coal sector maybe come under a little bit of pricing pressure today as that uh, huge rise that we've seen, it was up over 100% in a couple of days, uh, comes off the boil. So that is something to bear in mind. Also, it was interesting yesterday, the, the oil stocks struggled a little bit to say the least. Uh, Some of them uh, didn't really kick as well as they should do. So we may see a little bit of uh, enthusiasm wane there. But generally, commodity stocks, especially in the nickel space today, should be well sought after. I'm thinking Mincor, which is doing extraordinarily well. I think it's at a a 52-week high. And uh, maybe even uh, Panoramic and Poseidon nickel in focus today. Of course, BHP is a big nickel producer. And that iron ore price will help, certainly the second liners as well, the likes of MGX and Grange Resources, which has been knocking the lights out recently on the back of their results. So it's going to be an interesting day, but it's going to be a cautious day. It is a Friday. No one is going to want to be brave and take big positions in front of a weekend of potential who knows what. So um, there will be some caution today. Uh, the most traded May iron ore contract on Dalian's commodity exchange ended daytime trading last night. Yesterday, a 6.8% up in Singapore, iron ore was up 7%. Those 10-year yields in the US back up to 1.85. Australia, 2.16. Germany, just in the positive, 0.1 of a percent. A little bit of money leaking out of some of these safe havens at the moment. But in Europe, of course, far closer to the action and far more um, historically in touch, I guess, with uh, the potential consequences of conflicts in Europe. The stock 600 index slipped 2%. It's that third consecutive week in the red. But their mining index managed to rally 0.6%, hitting its high of uh, since 20, uh, 2008. So that is uh, 13, 14 years ago. We haven't seen these highs in commodities in the mining index in Europe. Zinc hit its highest since 2007. Aluminium, a fresh record. And copper is closing in on an all-time high as well. CBA is tapping the U.S. bond markets. They're doing a multi-tranche raising. Matt Common is heading to the U.S. to raise between two to five billion U.S. dollars. That is a big slug of money. So um, it seems to be well received, certainly in the U.S. at the moment. Australian banks pretty popular with the U.S. given our exposure and uh, our AAA ratings there for the banks. Pressure is building on the U.S. and Europe to shut out Russia oil and gas which could be good for us, of course, in the LNG space, potentially. And West Farmers could be looking to buy JCAR. They must have got the catalogue in the post or looking to build their own ham radio, perhaps. But uh, West Farmers could be in the mix to buy JCAR. It looks like it's up for sale. Private equity offloading that one. And Brambles is under pressure to sell off its U.S. assets. Some shareholders disappointed with the performance in Brambles over the years. Of course, Brambles wooden pallets. They also have a big decision later this year in terms of whether to go 
Plastic Fantastic to help Walmart out, or are they going to stay with timber? Given the price of timber at the moment, uh, you'd imagine that they would be uh, certainly considering seriously the investment in plastic pallets. Of course, plastic, unfortunately, though, is made from oil, so uh, it swings and roundabouts there. But the assets in the U.S. could be worth around $15 billion, so it's not an insubstantial strategic move from Brambles if they were to do it, but certainly something that is uh, gathering a little bit of media attention at the moment. Neighbours has ended after 37 years. No UK production house or television company is willing to show Neighbours in the UK, which is a big shame, one of the reasons I came to Australia. And Metals Acquisition, which is the vehicle that uh, Bill Beamont is uh, part of, may be interested in Glencore's CSA asset. This is a copper asset, but IGO uh, ducked out of that particular bidding process after they bid a billion bucks. It looks like it's going to go for a lot more than that, especially in this heated environment. Question of the day. We saw Phil King from Regal Funds yesterday talking about a new commodity super cycle that would last a decade. Given where commodities are at the moment already, uh, have we already seen the super cycle start? I mean, we already seem to be in the middle of a bit of a commodity boom with these uh, multi-year highs for uh, the likes of copper, nickel, zinc, and uh, various other things, oil, etc. But are we seeing the start of a new commodity super cycle? Certainly would be good for Australia. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. There's always a great discussion there. Members helping members. There's about 3,500 members there. We've got the Marcus Strategy Podcast with the morning meeting. Fly on the wall uh, for you guys to enjoy for that podcast. There's the On The Desk podcast where the, uh, the Melbourne team talk about uh, financial issues, some of the things that are uh, pretty much in focus for the week. And my On The Couch podcast, there is one from uh, Marcus from a couple of weeks ago. And uh, also there's a link today in the newsletter for the one that I had with Phil King from Regal Funds Management some months ago, talking about commodities. If you want to hear more from Phil, he was talking yesterday to a webinar, but he talked to us a couple of months ago about their super cycle and commodity investments. That's about it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoy the newsletter. I'm off for a break. I'll be back next Friday. (laughs) 